in case you missed it over the weekend, there was some just really just shocking video that came out in Russia. And it was uh, Muslims who are living in Russia storming an airport and they were literally hunting Jews. I mean, they didn't hide that. They were very upfront that they were looking to harm Jewish people because they believe that there was like a flight from Israel that had came in and they stormed into the airport and were, like I said, hunting Jews. I mean, many of them were quoted saying that we want to kill Jews. Um, and for some reason, um, even though this is like a horrible incident, uh, many people in the corporate media, uh, for example, the Associated Press, ran headlines like this that literally minimized what was being done. So a crowd storms Russian airport to protest flight from Israel. Uh, that's how the Associated Press saw this. They saw it as just a crowd of people showing up and somehow just protesting Israelis uh, at their airport that's not what happened um and, and just a little background the associated press just to remind our audience they are actually landlords uh, oh, sorry they are they are tenants to hamas if you remember uh i think it was about two years ago um israel had to warn the associated press because they were in a building in gaza where rockets were being shot out from the building and over to the israeli uh border and the Associated Press was doing media from that building. And so why this is so important is the Associated Press was allowing Hamas, obviously they knew that they were shooting rockets off, right? Like who doesn't hear that in the office space? You kind of, you got to feel the, the building probably vibrating a little bit. Uh, you got to hear the sounds. Uh, so the Associated Press was running cover for Hamas. It was allowing them to use their newsroom as a shield while they were launching rockets into Israel. And so when you see headlines like that, where the Associated Press is softballing what's going on right now in Russia, uh, as mobs of people who are looking to literally kill Jews, that's what they were saying in their own words, uh, it, it's, it's not very shocking to see headlines like that make it onto the Associated Press. But it does get a little shocking when you saw this one article from Fox. Now, Fox is another one who you wouldn't really expect them to kind of softball it at all, but they refer to those individuals as pro-Palestine rioters storming a Russian airport. That's how they refer to them, right? Uh, they were looking and they were hunting for Jews. So uh, I probably wouldn't call them pro-Palestine unless you're trying to say that all Palestinians are pro-killing uh, Jews, uh, but I'd like to reserve an ounce of hope that they're not. And so I thought that was quite interesting right there. Uh, again, more people uh, just kind of brushing over what's going on right now around the world. The, the, the amount of people who are just accepting the fact that uh, we, we have Muslim extremists calling for the extinction of Jews and they're looking to kill them. Um, it, it's quite alarming. And, and to be a Jewish American right now in this country, you, you have to be scared for your life. Um, you know, the NRA posted a video um, on their Twitter page and, and they're training rabbis to shoot. I mean, these are things that you never thought you'd see. And when, you know, we talk about the Holocaust and we talk about all these events that have happened to Jewish people, we sit here and say never forget, but how quickly they have all forgotten. Um, there was also more video that came out from over the weekend, and it's quite interesting. It's a group of pro-Palestine, as they call them, protesters burning the American flag. Uh, as you see right there, the American flag was on the floor and they're burning it. Uh, now, normally in a fair society, people who are burning the American flag, like you see there in the United States, they put on a watch list, right? Those are the people that are obviously hateful. They hate our country. They hate what we stand for. Those individuals would normally be put on a watch list so we could all watch to make sure that, well, so the government could all watch and make sure that they're not going to come after you or I. Um, but unfortunately, we live in quite unique times where our federal government really isn't working for the people in this country. And so those individuals will probably not end up on a watch list. But you and I, because we love this country so much, 
and we want to defend our country, um, we'll end up on a watch list first for for showing up to, um, let's just say, maybe a protest happening at the Capitol. That will put you on a watch list real quick. And as if Americans couldn't get any more delusional about the conflict that's going on right now, the war that's going on right now in Israel, uh, I found this to be quite humorous. I know a lot of you did too. Um, for some reason, we have people who are gay in this country and think that they are supporting Palestine. Now, first off, um, it's quite interesting here, this Queers for Palestine movement. Uh, the best description I saw of this was chickens for KFC, because unfortunately, these people are just so ignorant. Um, they don't realize that, hey, if you were in their country, they don't respect you. They don't even want you to have the most basic rights. Like you see that woman who's showing in this picture, she's showing her shoulders and her arms. You can't do that. Uh, they would validate that as a reason to rape you in their country. Um, you're showing skin. You obviously wanted it. And, and that's their beliefs. They don't believe in, in gay marriage. They don't believe in allowing you to live. There's plenty of videos online of them literally tossing gay people off roofs and killing them. And so it's a delusion that these people live in when they sit here and want to stand with people that hate them. They're not calling to coexist. They don't want to coexist with the LGBT community. They're not trying to call to co coexist with Jews. They literally want to kill us all. And that's just exactly what it is. And so unfortunately, we have people who are living in this delusion as if there's two sides to this issue and as if uh, one party or both parties are calling to coexist. But there's ultimately only one side that wants to coexist. And unfortunately, it's just people who are living in Israel. You know, if you're injured in Gaza and you need life-saving surgery, um, Israel would, would proudly take you into their hospital and try to save your life if you're, if you're living in Gaza. And many countries wouldn't do this at all, but when they're about to lead an airstrike, they warn citizens in Gaza to leave. And um, unfortunately, though, those who stand with Palestine, uh, they don't do that. Uh, Hamas didn't do that. They didn't warn people who were sitting on the southern border of Israel, the music festival, just enjoying their afternoon. They didn't warn them that they were going to come in and start and start killing people. Uh, they, they did it without even second guessing, and they thought they were doing it in honor. And that's the part that's most disturbing. And um, I think Americans really need to wake up here. We somehow think this is a two-sided issue, and it's not a two-sided issue. We don't have to be involved in the war. I'm not calling on U.S. troops to get involved in this war. I don't want that. But Israel can handle the Hamas issue by themselves. They just need our support. They don't need people um, in New York City and other liberal cesspools sitting there and protesting and siding with those that are calling for the extinction of Jews. And I think that's extremely um, important. And I think all Americans need to get behind Israel and just say, we support you. Um, now, Israel, obviously, and I'm not saying that they are flawless. They, as we've heard from reports, Egypt did warn them about the attacks that were going to be carried out by Hamas. And unfortunately, they did nothing about it. And um, normally, I wouldn't cite our own intel community, but they did back the fact that Egypt did notify Israel. But here's the thing here, right? Israel's in a situation where they have people from Gaza getting into their country and stabbing senselessly Jewish people. And they are committing crimes all the time in their country. And so at what point do you sit here and say enough is enough? We have to stop this issue before it becomes even worse. Um, and and so I'm not trying to rationalize what they did, but um, it makes you wonder if, if they would have reacted to hearing that Hamas was planning these attacks and they would have tried to prevent them by committing violence first, uh, that wouldn't have gone over well within the entire Middle East uh, region. And they probably would have been attacked extremely, um, I guess I, the word would be worse than what's going on right now. It's all unfortunate, and we obviously don't want violence, but at some point, Israel has to defend themselves. And so uh, I stand with Israel, and I stand with their right to defend themselves, and I think all Americans should.
Well, let's be honest, right? Under Joe Biden, we've had plenty of economic woes. Woes! And uncertainties. Like many of you, I was getting a little nervous. So I turned to my dad for some advice. He's great at investing his money. He said there's only one thing to do, and that's to invest in gold and silver. I've never done it before. So I called our friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott. And I don't regret it at all because, let me tell you guys, he gave me all the details I needed. So if you're like me and you're just trying to get your foot in the door and kind of figure out what's the best way to invest your funds, I highly recommend and right now, you go to kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. That's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. Or call 720-605-3900. That's 720-605-3900. I want to bring in my friend Julio Rojas. He's an independent journalist who has been covering... Uh, the protests that happened over the week in New York City regarding these pro-Palestine uh, protesters. Julio, thank you for being here. Um, I want to direct our audience to you just recently have become an independent journalist and um, we're so proud to support you because your Substack is now live. So I want to point all of our audience over to your Substack page. And you also, uh, it's Mostly Peaceful, which I love the title, Mostly Peaceful with Julio Rojas. So uh, I love that. Um, but you were in New York City over the weekend and you had the privilege, um, and that's sarcasm, by the way, of walking <laughs> through the streets of New York. And it was quite interesting what we were seeing. Uh, obviously, a lot of anti-Jew hate uh, slurs is what I saw in a lot of footage. Uh, but overall, what was your takeaway from just kind of walking around and speaking to these protesters? Well, my main takeaway from this is that, I mean, and this was this was a very large pro protest. I mean, it started out in Brooklyn. They went basically shut down the Brooklyn Bridge as they marched across and into Manhattan. And the, the organizers are saying 100,000 people. Um, I I don't know just because I, I couldn't see where, you know, I, I was close to where it started and I, I couldn't see where it ended. But it was a very large, uh, definitely in the tens of thousands. But my main takeaway from that alone was just that, you know, covering the BLM riots in 2020, it was sparked by one thing, right, George Floyd, and then subsequent subsequent things. But in the time since Derek Chauvin was convicted, and and you know all that energy and rage kind of dissipated. You know, there were still some things here and there, but we never got to that level again. And also just because it was an election year. So with what's happening now in Israel and Gaza, that has reinvigorated the radical elements of the far left, and and some moderate Democrats too. But it, it definitely has brought that coalition back together. In, in getting back out into the streets, doing crazy things. Um, and we've seen, didn't happen necessarily in New York City, but in Chicago, there was fights. Los Angeles, there's been, you know, very moments that bring all that back to, you know, brings me back to 2020. And so uh, what, what's happening here in Israel and in Gaza and, and the West Bank and just the Middle East in general, it, it, it's it's reactivated and re, reinvigorated the, the radical elements of the left and, and they're willing to do uh, sort of the crazy things again that they were able to get away with largely uh, in 2020. Yeah, yeah. And you were also just recently in Israel as well. And so you were covering on the ground what was going on. Um, so I think this is interesting that you're putting this all together by, you know, then heading over to the protests here in the United States. Um, and, and you said something super interesting, right? So um, they're trying to loop these, trying to bring together these two things, right? Hamas is trying to, and, they, and the leader of Hamas has said this, has kind of associated it with George Floyd. And he's trying to stir the protests here in the United States by by insinuating that, by claiming that there's two groups of people that are oppressed and then comparing it to George Floyd, but mainly 
just saying as if Jews are oppressing um, the people who live in Gaza. And I think it's interesting because in a normal society, we'd be saying those are he's stroking the flames of hatred in this country and he's trying to stir up conflict here in the United States as well. But he's also trying to get people who were super radical during the George Floyd movement to side with them after they just led a just a horrific terrorist attack on the, the poor people in Israel. Um, but he's trying to get their sympathy by comparing the two. Um, do you think people who showed up to the protests in New York City, do you think they really understood why they were there? Because for me, I'm looking at like all these situations, like there was one video that you posted online and it's uh, the Palestinian flag with the LGBT flag, which I refer to and get a lot of flack for as two fictional flags coming together to make one. But um, it, it just seems like these people have no self-awareness as to if they were to be queer or gay or anything in, in, in whatever they want to call it these days in Gaza, uh, they wouldn't be allowed to talk about it. So do you think that they understand what's actually going on here? Or do you think that they're just following these these key words like oppressed and um, going after people that are occupying other people's lands. And that's why they're clinging so closely to this new movement. I, I think, yes, I think there's some of that. But I also think that they, they definitely embrace the ends justify the means, which is exactly what the BLM movement did back in 2020. You know, they're saying, you know, we need to burn down burn down these cities in order to get justice because we never we never got justice before. So we now need to do do these really crazy things. And so we haven't really reached that point yet with with the Palestinian movement here in the United States. I will say it got pretty darn close uh, once the march in New York City, once it once it got past dark. And as typical, you know, the families, the regular normies kind of leave. But the really, you know, the young people and, and the, the people who are willing to do some of the crazy, you know, criminal things, uh, they, they stayed out. And there were, that's where kind of things kind of got a little tense. It didn't didn't obviously go into a full-blown riot. But I think... There, the possibility for that is very, very high, just simply because as Israel continues to expand its ground operation into Gaza and actually um, occupy it uh, again, um, I, I, I think we'll see kind of how people then react here in the United States in terms of obviously the radical people are going to do what they're going to do, but then because we, we've already seen that, right? We've already seen the 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 the, the, the Democratic Jews uh, and some of the, again the more moderate side of things. They say like, oh, we didn't realize how bad anti-Semitism was in the, in in our movement. And of course, everyone's you know you you, you dumb dumb. Of course, it, it was always there. You just you were just were willing to overlook that uh, as as opposed to you know to to again to to achieve your goals, whatever whichever that was. So I think I think most of it I, I think some of it is ignorance. I think some of it is just that they don't they yes, they just see the latest, you know, the current thing. But really I, I think a lot of it is just no, these people really they really understand it in, in their minds. They really understand it and therefore this is just yet another example of how racist and how awful the United States is, uh, not just with black people, but now also you know, people in Gaza. So therefore this is just yet another reason to continue our our attempts to to bring down the united states yeah and and when you were in new york were you interacting with any jewish americans were there anyone who's like fearful because i mean as of right now i mean they are a moving target at this point and especially in new york city which is quite lawless we just spoke about it well we're gonna speak about it later on with michelle Eskenazi, uh the bails bond woman in new york but um they have a lot of reason to be fearful because there's some video of them threatening violence against these these jewish americans so anyone that you discussed that you spoke with were they were they in fear of their lives or were they worried about anything anything that's really stood out to you 
So the only the only uh, is a Jewish person that that I saw because I mean the, I mean the entire area that I was at was just completely flooded with with pro Palestinian people. Um, it, it was one guy. He 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 it was walking by his apartment and he started seeing in Hebrew. Yeah, you know, the people of Israel will live. So of course, you know, as soon as people realized what he was saying and what side he was on, they they started to get into his face. They were telling they were calling him a baby killer and telling him to go home. But he stayed out there for for a little bit and it was just him. So actually, that took uh, that took some cojones to really uh, stay out there and, and and be that with. I mean, because again, there were thousands of people and and there were some pretty uh, interesting uh, individuals. So um, overall, I think it because it, it, it caused worry, right? Because this was the the the, the meeting place originally was going to be uh, near one of the most ultra orthodox neighborhoods in, in Brooklyn, and so I mean, the NYPD was telling people we don't know what they have planned we don't know where they're going to go so it, it, yes it's going to be towards the end of shabbat for you guys but it's just best if you stay home right and i think a lot of, i think a lot of people did did follow that just because like i said that i didn't see too many jewish people uh, uh towards the end there um yeah. but so it, it's it just shows just kind of how emboldened this movement is and because they they really the establishment or the, the you know the, the powers to be they really sympathize with with them and so they're going to give them the cover that they need to kind of get away with certain things whereas you know obviously israelis and jews maybe not be afforded to uh which yeah it's it's just show and it's just kind of a continuation of what happened in 2020. yeah yeah it's unfortunate um julio when you were there i know you mentioned the nypd was there did you see anyone from the federal government any federal agency i guess i should say maybe there or anyone who was you know in just regular clothes that might look like they're from a federal agency because my only thing is i'm concerned for jewish americans and their safety and i'm wondering if our federal government's paying attention to it and and using these rallies to kind of create a watch list and be uh, on alert for certain people so was there anything that stood out to you regarding potential anyone that was working for the federal government or any law enforcement agency that stood out to you uh, i mean I, the only thing i saw was nypd and they uh they we're mainly there for traffic control and kind of crowd control in that regard. And then, and then it got interesting because th- th- it was there for the start of everything. Right. But then after they got into Manhattan, the escort that was at the front ca- for, was gone. So this is what I was saying. It was kind of a bad, it was, a, it was a bad, you know, kind of recipe for, or, or, you know, it was a recipe for not good things to happen because all of a sudden now it was this large crowd where like i was saying that the younger people the more radical people were staying and they were marching through manhattan and now the cops weren't blocking off roads so it was causing traffic jams the drivers were getting angry uh they were just walking through kind of where now all um people were out were enjoying their night so they were uh so there there, there were a few verbal shouting matches uh, it didn't get into any fights that i personally saw but it th- there were some of those close moments and so uh there were no cops around for for a while and actually uh, at one point um there was an there was a they walked past a fire station and they had to respond to an emergency and so instead of they had to go the wrong way on the road the fire engine because the 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 protesters were blocking the road up uh, up the street uh so i mean it it, it kind of kind of again just harken back to all the craziness that we saw in 2020 and so the fact that nypd wasn't out in force for the people who really needed to be you know be on the lookout for 
um, that that wasn't surprising to me, but it was again. It just brought me back to like, okay, you know, this is if anything is going to happen, this is going to be this is going to be the moment. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because normally you need permits for these things, and you need to tell them where you're going and and give them the specifics. So I think it's interesting that um, they were just kind of able to run around freely. I don't know if they gave those specifics over, but I mean, normally it's the police are are there to help and to make sure that it doesn't get as you describe, kind of chaotic and, and cars just trying to drive by, get involved in that. It's usually supposed to be well-organized. So it's interesting. Um, it's We're living upon interesting times right now. And I really hope it doesn't get to the point where uh, either side in this country has to deal with threats or, or sadly, I know we've already had some violent acts being committed, but you know, I just hope it doesn't, it doesn't go any further. Um, Julio, you're one of the few journalists who go to places that other journalists kind of stay away from, right? You cover the BLM riots, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, you went to Israel. You kind of go to places that people are afraid of. And I think that's why it's so important to support, I say it all the time, independent journalism, because people like you are going to save the country because you're 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 not really glued to any sponsors. Uh, there's no editors at the top of your head telling you what to do, what to say, and what to cover. You're, you're doing it, and it's raw, and it's it's out there. You're putting it out there every day. So again, I want to remind our audience, it's really important that you support people like Julio. So please head over to mostlypeaceful.live and subscribe to his Substack. It's I subscribe to it, Emerald subscribes to it. It's one of our favorites. Um, and we're so glad that you're putting this together because this is important, um, and it's, it's what's going to save this country. I strongly believe that. So thank you, Julio. We appreciate your time as always. Well, let's be honest, right? Under Joe Biden, we've had plenty of economic woes and uncertainties. Like many of you, I was getting a little nervous, so I turned to my dad for some advice. He's great at investing his money. He said there's only one thing to do, and that's to invest in gold and silver. I've never done it before, so I called our friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott. And I don't regret it at all because, let me tell you guys, he gave me all the details I needed. So if you're like me and you're just trying to get your foot in the door and kind of figure out what's the best way to invest your funds, I highly recommend and right now, you go to KirkElliottPhD.com slash Brianna. That's KirkElliottPhD.com slash Brianna. Or call 720-605-3900. That's 720-605-3900. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. <laughs> We are here to defend democracy. The misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is emergency. Democratic socialism. Codified. Everyone's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm so proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. Or call 878-PATRIOT.